0: hello and welcome to the horizon church podcast we exist to see lives transformed through jesus and are located in the heart of surrey bc canada to find out more visit us at horizonchurch.ca we hope this message blesses and inspires you So the the smoke, the atmosphere around you, I was talking with uh, someone just prior to the service and how the smoke actually can begin to affect your breathing. Particularly if you have any breathing issues, asthma or anything like that, uh, see uh, different things with your lungs. It's smoky, it hinders you, it stings your eyes. And and when you're in it, you can't seem to escape it. We came over the hill today, uh, coming from that side and looking down over the valley, and you couldn't see across the valley. It was just smoke everywhere. Last night uh, in the evening, when it was supposed to be dark, it was light because the light is all reflecting off all the smoke that's in it. You're breathing the air of fires we did not start hundreds of kilometers away from us, and we're living in the overflow of the border. We're not even allowed to cross the border, but apparently the smoke didn't get the memo. (laughs) It affects everyone to varying degrees, depending on how you're doing personally is how it's affecting you, but it's all there, and it's gloomy. You can't see clearly. It's cold. And in order to minimize its effects, I read the weather advisory this morning. It said, limit your exposure to it. If you need to, go in. And then they proceed to say, but the granules or whatever they call them are so small that they can still get in your house. So, so I don't know about that. If you got your AC on in your car, put it on, recirculate, all these things to limit your exposure to the atmosphere because presently the atmosphere is harmful to you. It's harmful to your breathing, it's harmful when you're exercising, it's harmful when you're moving, you can't see clearly in all kinds of different ways. Their atmosphere around you that's supposed to be helping you is actually in this moment in some ways hazardous to you, which is weird. And in our world today, I got to, was thinking about this yesterday, I never miss a chance for a sermon illustration, there is a similar thing going on in our culture right now. The atmosphere of our culture is toxic right now the smoke if you will of our world is hazardous as we can see the smoke of division the smoke of cynicism the smoke of hate keyboard warriors of criticism and judging others talking about people instead of talking to people the negativity of griping, inventing, and, and gossiping—whether it's at the government, or it's at the teachers, or it's at the parents, or it's at the pastor, or it's at the small group leader—there's somebody who's the target of our griping and complaining in our in the atmosphere around us. The non-mask wearer, the mask wearer. Uh, I—it's really funny right now on my uh, social media friends. I have some that are so hardcore on the mask, and some that are like. Also, hard care on the not mask. I would love to get all my friends in the same room at some point. It would be a great fun. Uh, and then on top of all that, we have a negative 24 hours news cycle spinning all the time, putting forth an atmosphere uh, that is in a certain way, and it's not hope-filled. If it bleeds, it leads. And we end up breathing the fire or the smoke of fires that are far from us in our culture, that may have nothing to do with us personally, and here we breathe them. And there's a the smoke that's pervasive, it's negative, challenging times, and on top of that, there's a spiritual battle, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, whether you believe it or not, the reality is there's a spiritual battle on top of that. And then on top of that, we all have our personal negative smoke going on. Some of us might have lost a job. Some of us might be work uh, going through a health issue right now. Some of us might have a son or a daughter who's far from God, and there's just, it just seems that the atmosphere is around us is challenging. And then some of us grew up in an atmosphere that was toxic and not helpful and was unhealthy for you, and you're still bringing it into your present reality. The atmosphere that you're breathing, so many of us, is filled with smoke. That's... Slowly and over time, it starts to affect us, and we can come under the influence of the atmosphere we're breathing and we're living in. And we can slip into the negativity of our culture so easily because we breathe its smoke so consistently. We can slip into the negativity of our culture so easily because we breathe its smoke so consistently, so to speak. And we can find ourselves getting cynical and maybe venting about people and issues, maybe getting frustrated, overwhelmed, weary with it, just tired of it. And this is the challenge that ha- starts to happen. There's a spiritual implication that starts to happen where you stop believing for what you once believed, where you, where you start existing and you start, stop believing for salvation, stop believing that God could still move, stop believing in health and growth. And the atmosphere around us suddenly starts to affect our vision. It starts to affect our hope. It starts to af- affect the way that we live our life today. In the natural, we know that the smoke will eventually go away with the change of wind or the fall rains and and perhaps for a time we want to huddle inside away from the smoke in the natural but as followers of Jesus Christ that's not an option in the in the supernatural or in the atmosphere around us not the uh, natural atmosphere because we are as Jesus said to pray this way your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, the atmosphere of heaven is meant to invade the atmosphere of earth. And we're meant to carry an atmosphere if we're followers of Jesus into the world around us that no matter what's going on around us, no matter the smoke that's billowing in our face, that we still bring and carry an atmosphere almost like our own hazmat suit of heaven into the world around us. In John 17, Jesus reminded us that we might be in the world, but we are not of the world. We have a citizenship of a different place. We breathe from a different life source. We're not uh, participating in what's going around us. It's around us, but we come and bring heaven to earth. We bring the atmosphere of heaven to earth. That's what we're called to do. But I fear that many are breathing the atmosphere that they grew up in. Many are breathing the atmosphere of what's going on around them. Many are breathing the atmosphere of I lost my job and have uh, handling in not handling it well and handling negative smoke in the prevailing atmosphere that's stealing joy, that's robbing hope, that's affecting marriages, that's uh, causing us to not look forward to life and move forward in what God has for us. What atmosphere are you carrying today? It's a good thing my wife is here. (laughs) What attitude are you carrying today? The attitude of the atmosphere around you, or are you carrying the attitude and the atmosphere of heaven? What are your motions what are your actions what are your words? what atmosphere are you carrying is it fox news atmosphere is it cnn atmosphere is it your political uh perspective atmosphere what atmosphere is it your kingdom come lord on earth as it is on, on earth as it is in heaven and when i want to look at two different ways of handling the smoke of negativity in numbers 13 if you want to travel there in your bible it's in the old testament the very first part of the book And it's the children of Israel had been released from 430 years of slavery. They had seen a miracle as they crossed through the Red Sea. This is written uh, nearly 4,000 years ago. The waters parted. They crossed the Red Sea. God had been feeding them miraculously. Uh, He had provided for them water from places that it should not. They had seen God move again and again and again. And here they were after not that long. They were standing on the edge of their future there was the jordan river on the other side was the land that they were promised the thing that god had put out for them and between them was this river and so they sent 12 men to go in and, and explore the land and look at a, look it over and see what the state of things were and they came back from their exploration, spying it out. And they found, they said that the land was flowing with milk and honey. And all that means is it was really, really good. It produced crops. It was full of life. Everything that they could ever want was there. But at the same time, in the middle of it all, there were giants. There were, there were giants and walled cities and obstacles in front of them. And so that was the reality. There was lots of good. God's promises were true. But there were obstacles as well. And here's what happened. In Numbers 13 and 30, it says this, Then Caleb silenced the people. They were discussing it, telling them what what everything was. And he said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. We can certainly do it. There's a lot of smoke. There's challenges. But we should go up and take it because we can certainly do it. In other words, God is with us. He's going to help us. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. Uh, some people say, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. No, very rarely. A realist says, There are things there, there are challenges there, good things and challenges. A negative person, a pessimistic person says, there are great things in front of us, there are challenges, but let me tell you this, if God has laid it for us, if God is for us, we can overcome and we can take a pessimist says, there are bad things and they're going to eat us and it's going to be too much and we're not going to be able to make it and it's too difficult and it's too hard. No, I'm just being a realist. No, you're not. You're being a pessimist. And two groups saw the same reality, but they responded very differently. Ten of them saw only negatively. They will eat us for lunch. Two of them saw a possibility. There are challenges, but with God, despite the smoke that I'm breathing right now, despite what I see right now, with God, we can certainly overtake and overcome and get what God has prepared for us. But unfortunately... The negative smoke of the 10 got into the people around them. And it says this in chapter 14, that night after they heard those 10 guys saying, we can't do it, that night all of the members of the community raised their voices and wept. All the Israelites grumbled. If only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness. Why did you bring us here? Our wives and children will be taken. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to be slaves? And they said to each other, let's choose another leader. And they talked about stoning him. Seen miracles, seen God do incredible things, feed them, supply for them, open the way for them. Yet here they were in the middle of negative smoke of the culture around them and their Their perspective was turned because they were breathing the air of the culture and not the air of heaven. They were looking at the perspective of negativity and not the perspective of what God said. And it's so important in that moment that as they complained and wanted to escape and they forgot all the promises of God and they were simply breathing the air of the natural world around them and instead of pressing into what God wanted, they shrank back in fear and the ultimate effect was that they spent 40 years wandering and they never saw what god had promised them was god true yes but their negativity about what was around them began to affect them such that their hearts were turned from believing that god would do what he said he would do and their hearts were turned from believing what god uh, that god was who he said he was And I fear today that many of us are coming under the atmosphere of the world around us and have forgot that we're part of a different atmosphere. We're part of a different kingdom. We have a different life source and we're breathing and not not being able to see clearly. We feel like there's no way forward. We're not sure of what our future will look like and we're starting to react with negativity about people, about situation, about your spouse, about your world and others see the reality and see God's possibility that if God is for me, who can be against me that though the enemy forms weapons against me god is watching over me and he's going to make a way for me there are obstacles yes there are in front of me but god is going to make a way what air are you breathing right now the smoke of the world's negativity or the air of god's possibility let's change the atmosphere too many are inconsistently are consistently breathing the smoke of our culture, and we see fearful people, we see helpless people, or hopeless people. We see angry people. We see frustrated people. We see discouraged people. We see disappointed people. We see people hopeless. We people see people say finding it hard to stay on course with their faith. And let's change the atmosphere, because there is a different way to the life. That God has called us, not through the negative smoke of your situation, the culture, what you've experienced, your upbringing, your family, your culture. And we see this in Acts chapter 16, the antithesis of what we just saw, where they said there is impossible, it's too difficult, God's not in it, he's not going to help us. In Acts chapter 16, we see this story written about 2,000 years ago about a man named Paul and a man named Silas. These guys everywhere they went, they they just disrupted everything. The atmosphere in the city or whatever would be full of hate and full of idolatry, full of wickedness and evil, and they would come in with the good news of Jesus and begin to preach, see people saved, see people healed, see people delivered, and they would begin to disrupt the atmosphere of the community. And so what happened was invariably that got the attention of the the people in the in the town whose lives were being disrupted, and they were begin to be persecuted. And particularly here in Acts chapter 16, they saw a miracle happen where a young woman was set free of a demonic influence that had controlled her. And through the power of Jesus, she was set free. And that same Jesus is still setting people free today. That same Jesus is still disrupting the atmosphere of the world. That same Jesus power is still disrupting the atmosphere that you grew up in. That same Jesus power is still flowing and evident and needed today. And we pick up the story story in Philippi and these men, uh, Paul and Silas, they were seized and they were stripped and they were beaten and they were put in stocks and they were put into a dungeon and they were abandoned there. And if you wanted to see a bad atmosphere, that was a bad atmosphere. They were in pain, they were rejected, they were hated, everything about them uh, that could possibly be good in that day was taken from them, naked in every way. The atmosphere was terrible. But what was their response in that smoke of negativity? Acts 16 and verse 25, it says, At midnight in the dark, a long time till day, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly, somebody say Suddenly suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison that they were in were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. We underestimate our ability to function and overcome in an atmosphere that we're in right now. We began to tap into, as they did, a different atmosphere in the middle of the night when everything looked dark. Suddenly God began to move because why? They began to pray and they began to thank god thank you god that in the middle of this atmosphere of discouragement and defeat and difficulty that you're moving right now thank you that you're good thank you that no matter what's happening in my marriage that you are still on the throne and you're still helping me and the rhythm that turned the negativity into possibility was thanksgiving and gratitude Oh, god, everything's wrong in my life. I don't have this. I don't have that. But gratitude reminds us of what we do have. And they tapped into a different source, and they chose a rhythm of gratitude over griping. They choose, and, and, and really, we have a cultural norm in our culture where we think venting solves something. There is no spiritual gift of venting. And I mean that. Some of us think that venting actually helps your situation. It doesn't. The person or when you feel the need to vent, what you should be doing is going to God in prayer or grabbing somebody and say, can you walk with me and pray with me through this? Because I'm just overwhelmed. And it, it comes out of us. And what we actually begin, we believe what we hear. God, my life is difficult. There's no way forward. It's too hard right now. All the things. And we begin to prophesy over ourselves by venting instead of doing what Paul and Silas, you didn't hear them say, oh, I got 39 lashes. God's abandoned me. Uh, I've been stripped. Nobody cares for us. That's going to be terrible. They prayed and they began to lift their song of thanksgiving to the Lord in the middle of trial, in the middle of difficulty, and when the smoke is in their eyes and they say, I'm not of this world. I'm of a different place. Your kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Do something. Move something. Come on, somebody. Let's see what God would do. Let's uh, let the atmosphere of another level, bring it to another level in thanksgiving, in gratitude to God, they were bringing the breath. They were bringing the power. They were bringing the strength of the atmosphere of heaven into the jail cell right where they were, where people had abandoned them and thrown them into the innermost prison. And in that place, they brought heaven into it. They were tapping into another atmosphere that was above the atmosphere that they were under. Because you know what? Above this smoke and everything, it's clear. And above the smoke that we're under in our culture right now, there's an Atmosphere that clears the cloud, cloud, that breaks through all the negativity, that breaks through the lie, that breaks through the power, that breaks through the, the thing that you're under, and the atmosphere of heaven can be released in your life. You know, I was thinking about this that the thing that causes the smoke to lift is rain. Rain, because it deals with the source. And the next thing that happens is when the wind begins to blow and clear it. Both of those are imagery of the Holy Spirit. When the rain of the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to be poured out... We need, and that's what Thanksgiving does. That's what gratitude does. It's inviting heaven, it's inviting Holy Spirit rain, refreshing rain that begins to put down some of what's overwhelming you. It begins to, He begins to come in in a powerful way that nothing else can do. And the Holy Spirit, when we have that rhythm of gratitude over griping, when we have a rhythm of possibility over negativity, when we have a rhythm of heaven over earth, and we begin to see heaven move on earth. Thanksgiving is the key that brings heaven to earth. And to be clear, it should be the normal behavior of followers of Jesus Christ. Venting is not a spiritual gift. Be thankful in all circumstances. I wish the Bible gave me some wiggle room. I don't know how this is even possible. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus. Gratitude is a powerful countercultural rhythm that enables you to live in the smoke of negativity while maintaining faith and possibility. It enables you to live in the smoke of negativity but not be affected by it, but to be overcoming it. How can you do it? Even in difficult times, we know as we say thanks because God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. But Craig, what about the racial tensions? God causes all things to work together for the good. But Craig, what about my financials thing? God is causing all things to work together for my good. My marriage, God causes all things to work together for my good. And the ry- rhythm of gratitude over griping, of possibility over negativity changes the atmosphere that you're under. Because number one, gratitude opens the way into God's presence. This is a, a verse you will hear around our church, Horizon Church, Psalm 22, 3. says that God inhabits the praises of his people. There's no smoke with him in the smoke that's gonna debilitate you. But when we praise, it's, it's this imagery that God comes in and takes up residence right where you are. It's not that he's not there, but you begin to sense his presence and he begins to, as you praise him in the middle of, of difficulty he begins to come in and begins to reorder you and begins to rearrange you begins to give you some new breath in your lungs that says the rhythm of entering into the atmosphere of heaven is thanksgiving gratitude taps into the atmosphere of heaven it's what heaven is like that's why because you know what's happening in heaven right now there's nobody there Griping, there's nobody there complaining, there's nobody there taken up by all that's going on around them. All that they're doing is say, worthy, worthy, glory to the Lord. Worthy is the lamb who sits on the throne and worthy to receive glory and honor and praise. And so when we do thanksgiving, we step out of an atmosphere of our world and we step into the atmosphere of heaven. And then heaven begins to invade earth as it's always called to do. And the people around us say, whoa, why are you not out of breath? Whoa, why do you not smell like smoke? Oh my goodness. How do you have such a positive, ongoing, overcoming attitude? Wow. What's going on? Praise reorients us and gratitude also ignites joy in you. How many of us need to see some joy? How much of our culture needs to see some joy? Not something that's worked up. Just just smile and it's all going to be good and everything's fine. No, it's not that. It's a supernatural thing that God does. It says in Psalm 28 and 7, the Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving begins to cause something to happen in you, because instead of focusing on what you don't have, you begin to focus on what God is doing. Instead of focusing on what's not happening, you begin to talk about what is happening, and you begin to see God has done it before, he's moved before for me, and he will do it again. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he is. I don't know how he's going to break through, but he does. I don't know how things are going to shift, but he will. And I begin to lift my voice, and you find as you begin to move in thanksgiving, it's one of our values right right now, then you feel the the discouragement starts to lift, the anxiety starts to to flee the room, the depression that you've been kind of under starts to to break, and the joy is released, and the more that you thank God, the more his joy is released. And some of you, that's a great place to start, but some of you also need to maybe go talk to a, a counselor or a pastor and begin to unpack some of your pain so that God can begin to lift off some things as well. But gratitude also creates an atmosphere for the supernatural. We need a move of God in our world. I'm going to say that one more time. We need a move of God in our world. We need to see the supernatural move in our world. If you were listening just a few moments ago when Daniel shared all the things that people are facing right now, just in their own personal world, healing and brokenness and pain, we need a move of God. If you see what's going on in our culture, we need the rain of the Holy Spirit to begin to put out the fire. We need the, the the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow so that the power of God begins to flow in the people of God. And we begin to model a different way and say there's heaven on earth and it's moving through the people of God such that people who are hungry, people who are out of breath, people that have been overwhelmed, people that are overcome by all that's going on around them and in them and because of their upbringing, they start start to see that there is a possibility that God's still moving today, that my life could change, that my family could look different, that my future could look different. I am absolutely convinced that we must begin to lift up a song of praise more than we feel. The Bible says lift up a sacrifice of praise. In other words, when you don't feel it is the time you must do it. The time where you feel the most discouraged is the time to let out a song of praise. If you can't praise yourself, put on a worship album and just begin to lift your hands and say Jesus come and God begins to move and break the smoke that's over you begins to release hope in you begins to cause you to come alive to the potential of your life again come on somebody I don't know where you're at this morning but we need a move of God And in thanksgiving and gratitude, the impossible becomes possible. Prison doors sprang open for Paul and Silas. Chains fell off. The, the, they, the prison was shaken to them. Uh, it, all around them, the miraculous began to move suddenly as they began to be, posture themselves. But I'll tell you this, they didn't just learn that in that moment. It was a posture of their life. And you need to learn how to praise God when the smoke is just tickling your nose so that when it's billowing in your face and the fire's on you, you just know how to praise in the middle of it. And you lift up a song of praise and you begin to say, thank you, God, that you're moving. Thank you that you're moving in my family right now. Lord, I give you honor and praise. Thank you that you rescued my life. Thank you that you broke the power of hell over me. Thank you that there's a bright future for me. Come on. Somebody should say amen by now. Come on, people. The goodness of God overcoming. The goodness of God more than we can think or imagine. And there's something that happens when we begin to move. Elena, go to the piano. We're going to try something right now. I'm going off script. If I'm going off script. Okay. Let's just stand to our feet in the room. If you're in your... uh, I'm just going off script. That's my prerogative. So, oh, well. You can hit pause or come back. But no, don't. You need this right now with the smoke that's literally around us. See, there's a there's a battle for your future. This is not just so you can have a happier life. There's a battle for your future. See, those people stood on the shore of what was in front of them and they lost the battle for their future. Simply because their negativity and unbelief caused them to say it's not possible. But there were others And sometimes you got to be in the minority. Two out of 12. One leper out of 10 that were healed came back and said thanks. Can I just invite you right now, wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to be brave and bold. Just begin to lift your hands if you're in the room, if you're on your couch, and just begin to thank God out loud. Use your words. Thank God for what he's done in your life. Begin to thank God for his goodness. Begin to thank God for his healing. Begin to thank God for his restoration. Thank God that he's healed you. Thank you, Lord, for anxiety breaking right now. We come from impossibility to possibility. We come from hopelessness to hope. We come from despair to f- to an, a, a new future. That's what happens in that moment. And it's simply in your heart saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I surrender my life to you. And that begins a journey It's a moment that changes the momentum of your life. And if you've never made Jesus a forgiver and leader of your life, whether you're in the room, whether you're online or on demand, this is your moment. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I want to pass into a new kingdom. I want to go to a new life source. I need you, Jesus. And in the room right now and online, maybe you need to put your hand and just say, Craig, Here's what i'm giving praise to jesus today and just this week change the posture of your life watch what comes out of your mouth but more than all of that surrender to the holy spirit afresh i need you holy spirit i need your rain i need your wind to blow the smoke out of my eyes so i can see clearly again refreshing rain to break through father i thank you that in horizon church right now whoever's watching right now i thank you that the smoke is breaking in jesus name i thank you for revelation coming again i thank you for fresh re- a release of vision again i thank you for a overcoming supernatural spirit again father that we step out of what we've been breathing is in heaven. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, let's try that again. And everyone said, All right. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.